The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Ryan Dingle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle, and I am joined again by my good friend, Dan Goodwin. Dan, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm looking forward to our little chat. I oh, appreciate this. Now, this is funny, man. We, we just keep having conversations. We were on the Barfly Tailgate show. That was fun. Um, but big news for you guys, the Three Kings of the Midway is you're now out on your own. Tell, us, tell me a little bit about that. How's that going? It's going well so far. We can't complain. Um, you know, there was some hiccups in the last situation that we had going on, some things that we really didn't uh, know about. And then, uh, of course, some things that started to happen real time that were just uh, kind of egregious that we didn't agree with as men, as people, as humans. Um, so we, we end up doing our own thing. And, and as of right now, we're, we're doing okay. It's, We've renamed the pod, of course. It's called the Three Kings of the Midway. So, um, you know, you can find us once again on Twitter. We're there. We, we put out a pod every week. Uh, we record on Tuesdays, and then it drops on usually uh, Wednesday night. Or not Wednesday night, exactly. Wednesday morning. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, 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 I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, for those that, that have been paying attention to what was going on with, with t- Twitter and everything that was being said, I, I, I applaud you guys big time. And I am just, I'm so glad that it's working out for you guys. And I'm obviously excited to, to talk with you again. So Dan, yeah. thanks so much for being here, man. No problem. Thank you for having me. Folks, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you know you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more about how Jeff Cadwalder with At Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or give my guy Jeff a call or a text, 630-254-4734. All right, Justin Fields. Dude, I just, I I think that in all the conversations that we've had, like that name has come up and we're like, if somehow, some way we could get him. So Dan, talk to me about that initial reaction. It comes across the the, the screen and you're looking at it, Justin Fields. Well, I was looking at it and, and I was, I was actually, when, when, when the Giants got on the board, I was still in shock that the Cowboys had traded, right? With their own division. Yeah. (laughs) With their own division. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why would you allow them to get a wide receiver that could possibly hurt you, especially when the Cowboys have terrible secondary, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm still th- sitting there thinking about that. And then all of a sudden it comes across that there's a trade. And I'm like, hmm. So it's a trade for the Bears. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> they're, they're getting somebody, right? They're getting somebody. And then it pops into my head. Now it's either Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And I'm thinking to myself, it's got to be Justin Fields, right? It's got to be Justin Fields. <laughs> Don't do it again. Don't I'm, do it again. I'm begging. I'm begging. <laughs> like, it's, please, please let it be Justin Fields. So, it, um, you know, it, it comes across, and, and, and he walks up there, and he says, Justin Fields. And I'm like, I was, I, was in, I was in shock that we were able to get up there because I thought our chance to trade up had passed. I thought it was done. I think last time we spoke, I said we needed to try to get to the sixth or the eighth spot. And – um. I felt like we had, you know, we, we didn't have a chance to get there then. Uh, so, turns out that we we got up there, we got him, and you got to give, you got to tip your hat to to uh, Ryan Pace. I mean, he did, he pulled it out, he pulled it out. It was it was shocking. I, 
he didn't get hosed. Like I, I'm looking at it and going, yeah, you had to give up a future first round draft pick, but you get to keep rounds two and three. Like, I, I don't know about you, but Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. As I'm watching, I'm watching with my good friend, Rob Kirkland. Um, he calls me up as soon as it comes across the board, the pick is in. And we're just like, you know, we're just, we're like, is this, is this going to, is he going to do it again? Is, is he going to mess it up again? And it's one of those things, Dan, I'm looking around going, well, this news outlet is saying we did a great job and this one is, and this one is, and it's like all across the board, man. It's, it, it, it looks like a steal right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like you said, we get to keep our second and our third round pick. We gave up a fourth next year, a first next year, and the fifth this year. So when you think about that, I mean, the, the trade, it worked out well for us because we didn't, we didn't have to sell or mortgage the farm, you know. We didn't have to sell everything. So, you know, we give up something to get something. But, man, the return on, the return on this one is, is, is really outstanding. I, I, I'm – as I, we're prepping for this, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to find some flaws in his game, which there are some, and we'll talk about that, you know, in a, in a bit, but I can't remember a time where I have been this excited about a Bears draft pick. You know, yeah. when, Ro- when Roquan came in and was like, okay, this guy's going to be a stud where I'm super excited about it, but not like this. This is something totally different. When Mitch Trubisky came across, I think you and I were both, it's like, you got to convince yourself, okay, I'll give this guy a shot. This is different. This is totally yeah. different. Yeah, it's totally different. It's um, you know, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, even when when we picked Mitch before, I was okay with it because I was like, it was still something that was new that the Bears had never done before, and I was like, hey, I was all for it because everybody seemed like they were scared to do something like that. So the fact that Pace, you know, he 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 pulled the trigger on it, I was okay with it. This even more so because. I think it's a it's a it's an admission that hey we messed something up, we're going to try to fix it now and we're going to do everything we can. So now you can have a little bit of faith that hey they're actually going to try to fix this situation. You know, I was thinking about it too. I just want to make mention real quick if you don't mind. Please do. The way the 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 fall, the um the way the picks came in, it's amazing how they came in because if you take a look at it. If Dallas didn't trade with Philadelphia, Philadelphia wouldn't have got Devontae Smith. The Giants would have drafted Devontae Smith. That's who they wanted. So we wouldn't have been able to trade with the Giants. But not only that, if Denver didn't pick um, – what's his name? The, the cornerback. The, the cornerback. Yeah. Right, right, right. From it, Alabama. Absolutely. If he didn't pick – now, two cornerbacks went. That's who Dallas actually wanted. They wanted Pat Sertan. Right. If they couldn't get Sertan, they wanted J.C. Horn. So those two picks go right. Boom, boom. And then here comes Dallas and they're like, well, we need to trade back. And they trade back with Philadelphia, of all people. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is it fell completely right for us. I, I think it was somewhere around pick seven. I started tweeting like is this possible? Is this gonna maybe going to happen? And exactly. then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's happening and, and we're looking at it and I still, I can't believe it. Okay. So, so Dan, I had a couple friends that reached out to me. They said, Hey, can you talk us through the best parts of his game and the flaws in his game? So before I throw anything out, I want to hear the things that you love about Justin Fields. Okay. Um, what I love about him is that he's, he's fast, right? He's, he ran a four, four, one, he wanted it. He was aiming for four, three, nine. He's run that before, right? So he's super fast. That's a wonderful thing. 
but he doesn't rely on that. That's the, that's the one thing that I noticed about his game is that, yeah, he can move outside the pocket. He can gain yards. He can break the pocket and, and do things like that, but he doesn't rely on that. He still is a quarterback first. And what I mean by that, he's more of a pocket quarterback than scrambling and, and, and running around outside. So that's one thing I like about his game because it's, it's a natural, it's more natural than trying to get somebody who, scrambles a lot and trying to help them learn how to be a pocket passer, right? Do it when you need to, not all the time type of situation. So that's one thing I like about his game. The second thing is that he can push the ball down the field. He can throw the ball deep and, and he's, he's got an arm, you know what I mean? He's got an arm and he can hit the numbers. He can hit outside the numbers. It's great to chunk the ball 70, 80 yards. We know plenty of guys who could do that. You know what I mean? There's a story of Kyle Bowler yes. sitting on his knees, throwing it through the uprights, right? Dude, I, 50 let's yards go. Away. Yes. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but if you can't be accurate outside of the numbers, if you can't hit the target outside the numbers, then that's where, that's where the strength and arm really comes from. So I think he can do that. He can throw the ball outside the numbers. Um, and he's smart. Uh, he, he tested really high in these tests that they have. Uh, from what I heard, he, he tested the highest out of all the quarterbacks. So those are the things that I like about this game. I love it. This is perfect timing. They just got Tevin Jenkins, dude. Oh, that is, that, are you, is this, is this real life? They did. <laughs> Rasheed, yeah, Rasheed Davis announced it. Wonderful. <laughs> Breaking news, people. Dude, I, yeah, I, I think I was going to edit this out, but instead, this is way better. This is, way, this is just staying in. Literally, Dan finished his thought, and the Bears found a way to get Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Legitimately, Jenkins. a guy that we said at 20, I would have been happy with that pick. They just picked up Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins. Like, Dan, I'm not joking, dude. I got goosebumps right now. I am. This guy is good, too. This guy is good. He, he can play. He's a monster. He's mean. He he's nasty. That's what you want. I, like, I, <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, I love it. We're, we're, we're in business, man. We're in business. Dan, think about the last, the, the first time that you and I talked. <laughs> we were talking about how this was the worst franchise on the planet. Everything was, <laughs> the sky was falling. And legitimately right now, like, we're both like, we're giddy right now. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> A couple of good things happen, dude. Uh, okay, so so we'll we'll come back to we'll we'll talk about that one at a later date and time. But mm -hmm. I the things that 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 you mentioned, he's crazy smart. And one of the things that I love about his game is how much he improves. So I'm watching film. I'm watching film analysis, and there's a couple plays that he runs against Nebraska. And then the very next week, they run the same play, but he doesn't get sacked. He finds the open receiver. He throws for a touchdown. The dude just improves his game. And I think that's one of the knocks on Mitch Trubisky that I, that I realized at the end is Mitch doesn't make improvements. Mitch wasn't mm -hmm. a bad quarterback, but he wasn't making leaps and, leaps and bounds improvements that a way that I think Justin Fields will. Um, right. And you talked about his, his arm, his arm strength, his speed, his accuracy. But then the last thing I want to throw at is that is one tough freaking dude yeah. i mean you've seen some of the shots that he's taken yeah. and he gets up and he keeps going i mean yeah. chicago wants to see good tough players clemson he had broken ribs in that game through six touchdowns you know <laughs> battle through that's that's the thing adversity right when you compare him to mitch mitch 
didn't handle adversity well. When things went bad, he didn't know how to really get over that hump. Justin Fields, he's had adversity. He's had things happening. Even this whole process of the draft, he's been he's handled it with dignity, with grace, with class. Even though, you know, his medical history exposed, his, you know, all kinds of things, you know, does he have it up here? And, and you know what I mean? Can he process? And he's he scored the highest on the test. It's, it's, so it's, you know, he's, he's handled it adversity well. That's, that's a sign of a good quarterback as well. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and just thinking about the reaction that he had at first glance, we're like, ooh, he doesn't want to go to the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and instead it was, you guys missed out. You, yeah. I, you waited till 11, I'm going to make you guys pay. And, and that is absolutely the attitude that I want to have. All right, Dan, there are flaws in his game. Now, yep. like we said, you know, he can improve, but I want to hear your thoughts on the flaws in his game. Yeah, the flaws. Uh, one thing that I don't, I, I never liked, if you look at him and you look at Russell Wilson, their throwing motion is the same, where their arms are dropped down. I'd rather you have your arms up a little bit higher. He drops his hands down and they're like, not at his waist, but right at his chest, right? Instead of it being up, up a little bit higher. When you have your arms up higher and, and you release it, your, your release is quicker. Maybe you don't feel like you get as much on the ball, but if you have an arm, just be confident in the arm. It's fine, right? But your release will be quicker. You'll be able to get the ball out faster. So I think they'll probably work on that with him, definitely. Um, just kind of shorten that up a little bit. Of course, Russell Wilson, it doesn't really bother him that much. But, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. That's one of the things that I, I think he needs to work on. And then, um, you know, there was talk of his consistency, right? Last year, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. This year, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. He had two bad games, and they really focused on those, Northwestern and Indiana. Now, I'd, I'd like him to go out into those games, and, and you could chalk it up to, hey, COVID and this and that and the third. But, you know, to be honest with you, they're better than those teams, so he should have just performed better, right? So you want to see – I want you to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and handle them with ease. That's what you want to do. When you look at a team and you say, hey, this guy's a stud or whatever the case may be, dominate, dominate, dominate the teams that you're supposed to, right? And we're not saying that you can't be in a dogfight with somebody. Of course you can. But there are teams that are inferior to you, and we just want you to perform in those situations. So I think you'll, I think you'll do fine. It's two games out of his whole career, really. You know what I mean? And it's in a COVID season. And even with those bad games where he threw three touchdowns, I think, in the, I mean, three interceptions in each one, his quarterback rating was still 92 for the season. So, you know, it couldn't have been that bad. So, we, I mean, we're nitpicking, but you got to do that in order to get better. A hundred percent. You know, the one thing that I was looking at is he's incredibly fast. He's incredibly mobile um, and he makes plays happen. But when he's going to, to, to throw, he stands like a statue sometimes in the pocket. He has taken a lot of hits um, for a guy as, who is as mobile as he is. And so, you know, it's one of those things, it's, it's very strange, like when you're trying to explain this to people that, that he can be a statue in the pocket for someone that's mobile, but it's, <laughs> he stands up, he doesn't have good, good movement within the pocket. Obviously, yeah. once he's out of the pocket, then it's, man, it's showtime. It's, it's fun to watch him. But I think that's something that I definitely like to see develop in his game. He needs a good offensive line, but 
man, now he's got Tevin Jenkins. Like, let's go, man. I, I, you should, you should, that's a, that's a good point you mentioned. You should put him on some videotape of, of Tom Brady and how he manipulates the pocket, right? He slides up, he slides back, you know, forward, backward, side to side, depending on where the pressure is, feel the pressure instead of seeing it. You don't always have to see it. You should be able to feel it, you know, as a quarterback. So those are things that they'll work on him with, hopefully, you know. Do you want to see him sit for a while and learn under Andy Dalton? Or do you think this team may be able to win now with an explosive playmaker at quarterback? I mean, that's a, that's a great question, right? Um, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. And I've gone back and forth with this. I, I know a couple of people that want him to sit. I'm of the mind frame trial by fire. That's, that's, that's what I, that's, that's just my mentality. That's what I've always been. If he's good enough to be the starter, if he's better than what you have, then play him. If he, if he comes in and it takes him a while because of some situation or maybe it takes him a little longer than expected to learn the playbook, then you run with Andy Dalton. Whoever gives you the best chance to win, put him in the game. But if he's, if he's leaps, and, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of Andy Dalton and we say, no, let's just sit him just because, I don't agree with that. So if he's, if, he, if he's performing well in, like, training camp and learning everything that he should, I say put him in the game. If he's, if he's good to go, put him in there. Think Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, right? Even uh, uh, Jalen Hurts to some extent. Like some of these guys, give them a little bit of time, and they're they're finding a way to play at a high level. The rookie exactly. year, it's not what it used to be, where you'd have to sit a guy for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, now, Dan. I have been dying to ask you this question. When we talked in the Barfly Tailgate show, you and I, we had a good disagreement, which I love that we disagree, Dan. You know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about you know, Nagy's system. And I think you and I are very similar in this is that we are not Nagy fans at this point. So mm-hmm. I am curious, do you think Justin Fields is going to develop under Matt Nagy or is he going to ruin him? Because I think there were definitely times where he did Mitch Trubisky no, no favors. I mean, he, he yeah. did not play to his strengths when he could have. That's a, that's, a one, that's a great question as well. You wonder at this point to follow that question up or to answer it. I don't want to answer it with a question, but my question would be to Matt Maggie, have you learned your lesson on how you dealt with Mitch Trubisky? You know, because – with Mitch Trubisky, you had the same situation where you had a young, talented guy, but there were some things that he needed to learn. There were some things that you needed to draw out from him. You weren't able to do that. And let's just be real about it. Like everybody else has been scapegoated, but you have to accept that responsibility and say, hey, this is what we messed up with before. Let's do it this way and let's change it up. Now, I think the biggest thing is if you're going to um, put him in a situation that's good for his skill set, right? You don't want him to do things. You don't want to require him to do things that he's not comfortable doing. Find out what he's comfortable doing and then build your offense around that. If you're an offensive genius, that's what you should be able to do, right? An offensive genius doesn't just run my plays, run my plays, run my plays, because there are some people that can't run that play. (laughs) There are some, some, you know, talent, you know, disparity, disparity there where some guys can't do certain things. So you find out what he's comfortable with. You find out what your wide receivers and tight end are comfortable with, and you run those plays. That's my biggest thing. Build the offense around him. Don't force, don't force feed the situation like you did with Mitch Trubisky. 
Dan, I, I'm literally, our listeners can't see me, but I am applauding you as you're saying this. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's one of the things that I hate most about Matt Nagy is that he tries so hard to make everyone fit into his system. And then it's this reluctance to run the ball a la, you know, Monty, right? And, and doing sure. the things that, I mean, Justin Fields is actually walking in with some weapons. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, yeah. Monty, Cole Komet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dan, I, I, I got to say, man, like if, if, if we've got a real quarterback on our hands, like I think we do, could we have a really good offense? Is, is that could. possible? Can the Chicago Bears have a good offense? They could. They definitely <laughs> could. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really think that they can make some drastic improvements, right? There's, you, you have a guy now that, that you, you have a guy that you collaborated on, right? And you jumped up to grab him. Obviously, you wanted him because you moved up nine spaces to get him, right? You fell. You fell. You were able to grab him. Now we have to now we have to make sure that we nurture it into something that it blossoms into something bigger, right? So, you know, help the guy blossom. You know what I mean? Don't don't just, you know, my way, my way, my way. Just, you know, build the offense around what he's good at doing. You know, that's what that's what these other guys look at Shanahan. That's what Shanahan does. You know, Shanahan could plug in all kinds of I mean, he's working with C.J. Beathard, some, you know what I mean? And they're still in games, and they're still he's – not, he's not Joe Montana out there, but he's doing something positive out there, right? So we, we shouldn't have situations where we're throwing for nine yards in the first half or something like that, you know, or running the ball five times the whole game. It makes no sense. You have to be balanced. You have to uh, change some things up. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I get to apologize to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. <laughs> you know, I've said, I've said some things about him. I'm, I'm, I, I have given compliments, I think, sometimes where compliments are due. But I've also been highly critical of Matt Nagy. And if he can find a way to make this work, mm -hmm. and especially now, the fact that Aaron Rodgers is so pissed at Green Bay. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that just, that looks like a bad situation. And then, oh, what does your GM do? He drafts a cornerback yeah. in the first round when you Shucks. have a disgruntled MVP like what I don't understand what they're doing over there man I don't know I think they want him gone and I think it's just going to get messier and messier as you as, as time goes because Aaron Rodgers you know think about it he has problems where he's alienated from his family he doesn't even get along with his family sometimes and that's that's because he holds grudges what do you think he's going to do with the franchise <laughs> you know I just <laughs> what, like okay, they, they have they have they have dominated us. Green Bay has dominated us. You know, go from going from Favre to Rodgers. But the flip side is you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back, and you have two Super Bowls to speak for it. I, I, I you know, I mean, again, you know, people are going to say, "Hey, you're you're Bear fans and you're just haters." But I mean, <laughs> I the fact that he could be playing this somewhere is the truth, else, man. It absolutely without question. Thirty two years. Oh, you know, 32 years. That's, that's crazy. They, they need to have a bad quarterback for a while, right? Like we just, you know, it just, it needs to happen. The, the universe yeah. needs to just be set right. <laughs> get the, get, get the bottom, get the bottom for a little while. You'll be all right. You know, we've been dealing with it for a while. So yes, sir. Take Absolutely. your turn down there. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to throw out there is Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, that, that Andy Dalton contract looks just God awful right now. 10, 10 mil when you somehow maybe could have kept Kyle Fuller. And then, you know, hey, Nick Foles develops 
uh, Justin Fields. But now you've got two aging quarterbacks. You got to get rid of one of them somehow. What do you think they're going to do with that? Uh, I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, you know, you look at the situation, and I think um, I think Andy Dalton is more comfortable with laser, um, and and Nick Foles is probably more comfortable with flip, right? And Nagy, of course. So. You know, you, you look at the situation and you wonder, you know, who's calling plays? Of course, it's Nagy. Who's got second call? Maybe, you know, I don't know, second in command. Maybe that's Laser. So it's a hard, it's hard to, to figure that out. Um, you know, I guess Nick Foles is, what, around $7, 8000000 million a year right now. And, and Dalton is at uh, 10 but could, with incentives, get to 12 So, you know, it's it's gonna be <laughs> that's a tough one there, man. I I really don't know. I, you know, I would I would probably stick with Dalton because I feel like we've seen what Foles can do. Um, maybe you can transition Foles into like a quarterback coach or something like that. You know what I mean? And let him kind of kind of do that. I mean, they're friends, they're they're buddies. You know, I think it's pretty much the end of the road for Nick Foles. I don't know if you know another team is going to try to you know give him an opportunity to start. So. Maybe he wants to transition into that. He's smart. You see him communicating well. So maybe he can transition to some kind of coach. That's what I would kind of urge him to do or, or you know, uh, I don't want to say influence, but suggest to him maybe. You know? Especially if they can find a way to get out of that contract. I mean, the, yeah. their cap situation is abysmal right now, and they've mm-hmm. got to they've got to find a way to move some things. Otherwise, they won't be able to sign Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> exactly, it's crazy. I think we got like four hundred thousand right now available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not looking not looking too good, my friend. Not looking too good. Uh, Dan, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Well, I want to give a shout out to Ryan Pace. And like you said, I was on Ryan Pace's case. I'm, I've been on his case. But you look at Ryan, what Ryan Pace has done, and he's consistently gotten talent in the door, whether that be on the defensive side of the ball, which he's really good at, defensive line and things like that. Uh, Roquan, you know, Jalen Johnson, these are, these are good players that we have, right? Um, even, even on the offensive side of the ball, you talk about Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney. I mean, being able to get these guys in, you know, in the fifth round, Darnell Mooney, you got Cole Komet in the second, Jalen Johnson, second rounder, you know, so he's done some good things. Um, you know, I, I was on his case about, about the situation with the, the offensive line. I felt like we neglected the offensive line for a little while. Um, I don't know if that was Nagy or him doing it. So, you know, I just felt like we should have been doing something to, to proactively on that situation. But with this situation, what we're doing right now, I have to give him his credit. I have to say, hey, you did a good job. You know, when I thought it was all lost and we weren't going to be able to move up, he was able to pull a rabbit out of the hat. So you got to give him his credit. I believe in giving people their credit when it's due and being critical of them when it's when it's when it, when that's due as well. So I give them that. I also shout out uh, Ill Will. That's Roy. That's one of my co-hosts of the Three Kings, and of course Devory. Shout out to you, my good sir. Shout out to Brendan Shagru. Who is dealing? He was handling his his situation right now with, you know, missing the draft. You know, and we laugh about it, but it's 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 a good thing that he's missing it. I know he's probably upset that he missed this situation though. Yeah, Brendan, if you're listening to this episode, man, you know, enjoy that wedding. Put put yeah, your phone it. down. <laughs> enjoy yeah. it. 
and yeah, and Ryan Badgley for inviting us on. We had a Absolutely. lot of fun, man. Had a lot of fun. So, uh, Dan, you know, man, you, I'm hoping to have you back as much as you are willing to come back, dude. I always love talking with you. Anytime. Like I said, Dan, you are one of the smartest guys in the game, and I just I love, love, love chatting football with you. I appreciate that very much, and same goes for you. I enjoy it very much, man, very much. Uh, all right. So folks, uh, Dan Goodwin, everybody, please, if you're not following me on Twitter, you got to do yourself a favor and or you got to do yourself a favor right now and get on that and follow him right away. The three Kings of the Midway podcast, they do such great work. And obviously we're going to have Dan back whenever possible. Quick shout out to Mike Ventry for talking to us to the pre-draft quarterbacks. And we definitely talked a lot about Justin Fields, ecstatic about this. Folks, Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins. Uh, we're going to finish this right now. This is unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I can't, I'm just, I can't stop smiling. And that's a weird thing for a Bears fan to say right now. Folks, for all of you who are out there listening, thank you so much. And as always, bear down.